Listen to Reverend Samuel Drew, Senior Pastor of Grace and Truth Tabernacle International, Ghana in West Africa. He comes your way with this podcast. Reverend Samuel Drew is the founder of Revival Africa and Beyond, an non-denominational mission movement. He's also the convener of international conference called Zizendorf Missions Conference, which gathers people, church workers, and church ministers from around the world for a reviving experience for God's mission. Now, Reverend Samuel Drew. So I welcome all of you into God's presence. Amen. I want to welcome our special guest, the Reverend Dr. George. You are welcome, sir. Amen. 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 How many of you have this book? Well, it's a recommended reading for all of us. His fullness how we all received grace upon grace. So I strongly recommend this book for you. Not just to get a copy, but also to read what is written therein. Amen. So that's it. Make sure you get your copy, and then you, you read everything there. I've seen that the gap between people and a life of glory is the gap, is a word of God gap. See? It's a word of God. And uh, we only close that gap by making room for the word of God. The Bible says, Mary told the couple um, at the reception, whatever he tells you, do it. And then the commentary is that After he has done it, the Bible says, this beginning of miracles did Jesus and revealed his glory. See that? And the glory came by the instruction that whatever he tells you, do it. Amen. So, Whatever it is in your life, you are dealing with something in your mind, you know, you, you don't feel up to. It's like you don't add up to in height and stature. That addition can be made by the word of God. There is a void in your life, the word of God. Family issue, Everything. It is resolved by the word of God. Amen. 
a counseling session without God's word is a fruitless session. There's no point. Yeah, I want to go and see the pastor. I want to go and see the pastor. It's God's word. It makes all the difference. Amen. The word of God. So as I see you, I see that your, your life is going to excel in glory. Praise the Lord. And good to see all of you. Amen. It's wonderful. Hallelujah. So we are in Joshua chapter 2. Joshua chapter 2. Well, if Jesus said, read the law and the prophets, and then he added the Psalms, they are there, we testify of me, that when you open to Joshua, you should not just see Jericho and Ai and Jericho walls and what have you, but you should see Jesus Christ. Praise God. The people that were first called Christians. When I get to heaven, I would like to see them. They did so well. Their preachers were awesome. Some of our preachers are just at home in Pauline scriptures. If we leave them with the Pentateuch, the Lord of Moses, they can preach. But that was Paul. Anytime Paul came to church, any subject, resurrection, everything, it is from the Old Testament. It's amazing. So I like to go see them and say, you, you people, you did very well. Heaven will be awesome. All kinds of people. You better like people in the church. Because heaven is a mass, you know, a lot of people there. Do you believe in heaven? Yes. Amen. And say you did well. Congratulations. Tell us how you how you how you how it was in church. And you see how Paul wrote his justification treatise from Isaiah. We read it last last week, am I right? Yeah. I believe so much in God's word. If I don't control myself, I'll always be writing on our pages. Because things just come to me. Like before I got down, a thought just rose in my spirit that this is the generation where the doctor and the patient did not know what was wrong with them. It's amazing. The first phase of the COVID was like a drama. That's what the Bible says. Curse is he who put in himself in the man. The meaning of that is man does not know anything. Nothing. I saw this doctor, you know, it's like he's, and he was like, I've never seen something like that in my life before. What have you not seen? We are still here. 
The only thing we have not seen which we prize is Christ, whom having not seen, yet he love. But then I know other things, there's no point. I've never seen such a thing in my life before since I became a medical doctor. I've never seen. Please wash your hand. Don't touch your face. <laughs> Sanctify them through thy word. Thy word is truth. Amen. I beg you to love God's word. I beg you to love it. Praise God. I beg you. You won't give us a lot of troubles if you if you pay attention to this. You become great. I don't care whatever you are doing. Business. You want to be a real estate developer. If even all your dream is, I want to be a nursing mother, which is a great dream all my life. Because not many people are, when I say nursing mother, I'm talking about uh, what is the word they use? Um, a woman who is at home, housewife. It's a good vision. Yeah? So I want to stay at home and take care. If whatever you want to do, God's word makes you do it better. Better. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Worship and word of life. It's amazing. So, these folks called Christians. They knew all these things that we know from the word of God because they testified of Jesus. And we began from chapter one, talking about strength for triumph and uh, concentration, loyalty. And now we are talking about justification. It's not only in, in a school setting we do revision. It will help you to revise your spiritual notes and lessons so that you can do so well. Students who don't do what well, they don't go back and read anything. They just go forward. <laughs> and to the teacher say, you can't go forward again. <laughs> repeat. He said, no, why should I repeat? He said, we don't go forward like that. We have to revise to go forward. Amen. Praise God. I repeated in church in school before, don't worry. I'm not trying to remember your wounds for the wrong reasons. Just revise. Amen. So here we come to chapter 2. The good news of the good news is justification. The good news of the good news is justification by faith. But then it is set within a contest, a story of a woman called Rahab 
who had no other work to do but to sit on the fence and to welcome men to his house. Not because he was operating a restaurant, but she was a harlot. And uh, this time around, two men came, but they were on a mission. They were sent by the commander-in-chief. Loyalty demands that they put their, li- their lives on the line and run that mission. So think about it. They could have been captured and executed, but they placed their life on the line and went on that mission. And when they went, the nature of the mission was said that they have to uh, stay in a hallow's house. You see, I don't think that they even knew where they were going until they found themselves there. And uh, so that we will help ourselves, we needed to stop there and make things clear that that is not the norm as far as Christians are concerned. You don't, you don't stay overnight in strange places. You don't just put your head anywhere. It will be unchristian. It will not be a good testimony. And we read how Jesus said, when you enter any place, look for the one who is worthy there. You see, because of testimony. Purity, integrity. So it's a wisdom we must have when you travel. Don't just be anywhere. Avoid questionable places. Even some of our old friends that we have left in the world, we better be careful. See? Because he represents something else. And I told you how when Jesus showed up with questionable characters, it was always in the midst of witnesses. Jesus did not have a one-on-one meeting with Zacchaeus. It would never happen. Mind you, he is the wisdom of God. Christ, the wisdom of God. You must learn wisdom when you come to Christ. You don't only look for power. Amen? So Jesus always was with people. When he met with a Samaritan woman, it was in the open. It was not in a two-by-four room. Very close. Are you following what I'm saying? And it was in the day. The woman who poured her perfume on, on Jesus, it was 
in the midst of others. It was not a one-man thing. So that is Jesus for us. And we saw how Paul went to a worthy place. He was received by Peblios. And they, they even ministered to him. Why are we saying this? Because in Christ is holiness. See that? In Christ is holiness. So that must be kept there in our dealings with people. Sometimes God is raising us up. You may be sent by a company. Go somewhere. You must know where to draw the lines. There was a brother who told me, you know, it was an auditing firm. When they are being sent, then they call them and they give them contraceptives for the journey. Not New Testament. And you go and see in your fridge all kinds of wine. Because all the world knows is pleasure. They don't know Christians. You are an accountant to them or an auditor. You are not a pastor to them. But you must declare who you are. Amen. Declare who you are. Always hold your testimony up high. It's very important. Then we also see how Rahab, she lied. I mean, somebody who can be a harlot, it should be easy for her to lie. By grace of wickedness. So she lied. Should we also lie? No. Should we also lie? What is the answer? Shall we lie that grace may continue? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to lies live any longer therein? So we should not lie one to another. That is the Bible. Rahab is not our example. Christ is. Let your yea be yea and your nay be nay. If you see that this thing, if it comes up, I will lie. Don't do it. Are you following what I'm saying? I can't do it. So I won't do it. So that I, I, will, I will be honest. Because the problem with lies is that you want to save your face. If lying was just as easy as, you know, people will lie, but people will, will, will speak the truth, but they want to save face. So sometimes somebody can do something, then five years later you come and say, look, it was not true. So watch the way you live so that you don't get into those tight corners and hold special meetings to dissolve the lie that you yourself you created. It is more easier to live when you walk in truth. Other than that, you always be watching your back. Amen. So as Christians, let's see to it that we are not lying. 
and sometimes by upbringing and environment and other things, you, your setting is just lies. It's easy for you to lie. You know, it's, oh, it's one of those things. You release it. You don't think. You just lie. But it's not right. It's not the bar of Christianity. Amen. So if that is your a weakness or kind of a besetting sin for you, you must ask for the grace of God to overcome in that area of your life and be an honest person. It's, it's decent that way and it is Christian that way. Can you say amen? Now, in the same chapter, you know, certain things are showing up even before we touch justification, the we do we have been doing. In the same chapter, we discover something that must put confidence in us. It is the fear in the enemy's camp or the knowledge of the heathen. Where do we see that? Joshua chapter 2, verse 8. So now Rahab is, 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 is a bit in the shadows. We will still bring her up when we talk on justification proper. But Joshua 2 verse 8, because we are talking about all this because all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. And before they were laid down, she came up unto them upon the roof and she said unto the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land. Listen. Your Jericho is fortification. It's challenges and difficulties and seemingly impossibilities they know that your lord has given you the land if 2021 is a person it knows that god has given that year to you is <laughs> given to me give it to me <laughs> it is giving what to me Praise God. Every day wake up, pick up a week, a day at a time, a month at a time. Pick it up like a child and tell you, tell that day, that week, that month that you have been given to me. This is the day the Lord has given to me and I will triumph in it. I know you see, somebody as insignificant as Rahab, if she knew, it tells you how much and how far that news had gone. This was intelligence. Sometimes you can be in a country or in a place, you don't know what is going on. They have removed the government, but you don't know. Like somebody said, those days, you know, 
when there was all this military coup in, in our country, he did not know. Everywhere was emptied in the city of Accra. Then he was just, he, he, he could, he, as he was going, he saw that he, no, he was not meeting anybody. He did not have information until he, he saw soldiers around. And she said unto the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land and that your terror is falling on us. And that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. Look at the choice of words. And it's not only Rahab who said this. You will see it said about, by others concerning Israel. Brothers and sisters, our enemies know us. What God's people should know is that their triumph is not only a private notice. God has not said that's a notice which is only in our wardrobe. It is in town. Our triumph is in town. Where devils play, there is a notice that we triumph. Where doctors make research, there is a notice that we triumph. Where diagnoses are made, decisions, board meetings, strategic meetings, meetings of all kinds, visible and invisible, there is a notice that we triumph. There is. Amen. Verse 10. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you. We have heard. Your enemies have heard something. They have heard. In Acts chapter 17, it said, the people that have turned the world outside, these guys, when they come here, it's trouble. They have heard. When he came out of Egypt, and what you did unto the two kings of the Amorites. Oh, this Rahab, she knew things. That were on the other side of Jordan. Sihon and Og, whom he utterly destroyed. So she is making an admission, an uncontested admission that we are next in line to be devoted. And we know it. Listen, your challenges, your difficulties, your enemies know that they are next in line to be devoted. Don't send them home by, re, by getting their fears. Bring them to the, to the gallows by making them know that you know that they are scheduled for execution. Amen? Amen. You have utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts did melt. She had not finished her story. I could see that the people were having more strength at that time. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man. But my prayer is that we will not have our faith lessons from the enemy's camp, but we will have it from the camp of our God. You know, sometimes that it is wrong for the devil to teach you faith. It's one which who got saved, who is seeing so many things. When you are a Christian and you are coming, there is a light on front, in the front of your forehead. And so what? 
Faith does not come by that. If they're following the another witch come and say that Christians, when they are coming, there's no light, what will you do? So build your faith on God's word. Amen. Amen. If you want to know your victory, don't hear it from the devil. Hear it from God. Don't hear it from the devil. Hear it from God. Hear it from God, the word of God. If you want to know your victory, hear it from the right source. If you want to know whether you have passed your exams, you don't ask a radio station. You must ask Waek. Are you following what I'm saying? And as soon as we hear these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. Because of you. Say, because of me. Hearts are melting. Because of me. Hearts are melting. There is no more courage in certain hearts. Because of me. Come on, brag a little bit. Say it for yourself. Say, because of me. Because of me. Don't follow people who sing in chorus. We are dead. Don't be part of that. Not me. Amen. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Look at verse 24. And they said unto Joshua, that is when the two men arrived, Truly the Lord has delivered into our hands all the land. You see that? The truly should have come before this time. They became believers too late. Truly. The Lord has delivered into our hands all the land. For even all the inhabitants of the country do faint because of us. Can you say amen? I took a test recently, not because I wanted to, but a physician recommended he said, go for this test. And I went for it. And when he came, it was negative. And I heard God telling me clearly. He said, did, did not I tell you during one of the programs that whose report will you believe? That I have scanned you already. <laughs> I've scanned you already. And the report is a good one. So I began to heal the person over there who helped me to conduct the test. I said, here is the report. So in the name of Jesus, every test around your life. You see, now I have I have I have now the one ministering. I, I was sending good news to their place. <laughs> that all your tests will prove negative as far as your life is concerned. Yeah. Praise God. It is too late for a negative report. Enemies, your viruses, your parasites, your bacteria, your scan, they are all saying that we are afraid of you. Any Jericho man who is walking with a street and a hard face, I don't care. 
Where, who do they think they are? These Jews. You will see very soon. You will die very soon. <laughs> when we shout, that's your end. You won't know your house number again. <laughs> to become archaeological sites. Praise the Lord. So that's it. We only act in ignorance when we think we are the only ones who know something about our triumph. We are the only ones. No. Spiritual knowledge is known to both sides of the good and the evil. Jesus knew the devil well and the devil too knew Jesus very well. So our identity and triumph is not a private information. Our enemies are reliably informed. They know us. Colossians chapter 2 verse 15. Colossians 2 15. And having spoiled principalities and powers, I'm looking for a word there, he made a show of them openly. See that? Openly. That means it's news everywhere. It's not confidential. That's why I say that every Gideon syndrome this year, it is over. Yes, you are lowly and meek. But you are not hiding and running away. Lonely and meek, but not hiding and running away. Triumphing over them in it. Acts chapter 19, verse 15. Acts 19, 15. And we sailed thence. Sorry, Acts 19, 15. Many of them also which had, which used curious, I'm still reading the wrong place, 19 or 15. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know. But who are you? This is not the voice of an angel. It's the voice of evil spirits. Look up here. Evil spirits know you. And they say the same thing about you. For God's sake, believe it once and for all. Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know. It's, it's not something only for Paul. It is also for you. I said, it is also for you. I remember someone, you know, he's very old now, serving the Lord, doing so well. He said those days, well, they were the first person to enter university in their, in, their, in, their, in their family. And when you would come home and you would go and greet people, See, those days when you were in the university, you were on top of the world. I don't know whether it is still the same. <laughs> yeah. In our days, you were a very important person. He'll be going, greeting house to house. And then they will give him food on top and he will eat. So when he comes, the mother will ask him, where did you go? And the mother knows he stays with this. He knows the people who are to her, they are dangerous people landmines in the village but she will eat everybody's food and come the mother said 
where did you go? So I went to this place and, and they gave me this and they gave me that. Then the man will put the hand on the head. <laughs> I am finished. And he said, I ate everything and I'm still here. Brothers and sisters, this person went forward and became a lecturer. And he's a, a pastor. I think when you eat British food, you, 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 you can easily do well in school. Can you say amen? Yeah. You become ten times better. Of course, you don't have to dare just for daring sake. But in case it happens. I remember in my case, you know what happened? It was like a, a food poisoning. Because of the reaction. But they were thinking that, oh, it could also so do this so that we will know that if something like that then we can we can start to put you on something but then my bible says that if you shall drink any deadly thing no wonder the report will be negative if you shall drink any deadly thing it shall not what hurt you it's not for advanced saints you see the Bible is not written for certain people, excluding certain people. No. I was listening to a man today who has cured lepers, somebody with a water head, okay, big head, about 16 inches. He just got down. This year, anything you find, even a swollen chicken's head, you will pray over it. Yeah. I sat with a woman from the U.S. He told me, he said, my, my grandmother used to pray for anything in the U.S., not Ghana. Black American. Except we are not sick. Anything, don't, you will pray for you. And he went and laid hands. He was just going, you know, the woman, he said, just to comfort the woman. He said, let me put my hand on your, on your head. The following day, the woman came to the meeting and the child's hair had, had, had shriveled and become normal. Another man too, the man's hair was, the, the baby's hair was like kite. It was not in church. He was praying somewhere and he saw the child. He was just praying. And the child was just strolling. The head was like this, an abnormal head. Then he just went and lay hands. Under the hands, the head came normal. And then he went home. The man went home. That was it. Your mother will not know what happened. <laughs> this year we will see strange things. See, the enemy knows this is what is coming. You are not dead yet. If you are not dead, he's not done. Greater things are still to come. Praise God. Luke chapter 4, verse 33. Luke 4, 33. And in the synagogue, there was a man which had a spirit of an unclean devil. The devil is always unclean. And cried out with a loud voice, saying, Let us alone. 
we know you you these people god led through the, the the red sea and you have done this and done that what have we to do with you jesus of nazareth francis of afrancho oscar of santasi lovina of Bremen west what have we got to do with you thou jesus of nazareth are you come to destroy the answer is yes everybody say yes you think we are playing <laughs> i have come to destroy i know thee who thou art the holy one of god amen a man of god went to preach in india from ghana when he came back he was preaching in ghana and then he, he cast out the devil from somebody and then the devils, the devil, the devil started talking. He said, "You cast us out from India. We have come here." <laughs> Over there, we cast you out. As you have come here, to we'll do what? We will cast you out. Say in the name of Jesus. You know, sometimes like Bible studies, we don't do anything. Bible studies, like just like sit down and make notes. No, we don't make notes. We do things say in the name of jesus every inhibiting devil any devil inhibiting anything in my life around my life i cast you out i cast you out and say to yourself the best thing is that you know what i am doing it. You are not talking to somebody who does not understand what you are doing. They really understand. Allow me to say this. Your devils understand your language. <laughs> your devils do what? Say, I talk back to the devil. Don't be timid this, this year. It's not timid AD 2021. It is triumph AD 21. For God has not given you the spirit of fear but of love you are loved justified is part of the love package and he has given the spirit of a sound mind you think well you must have an equilibrium in your thinking a stability in your thought don't vacillate in your thinking keep it there the triumphant thought don't change it no revision no reduction and he has given you the spirit of power dunamis and power is exercised in speech where the word of the king is there is power power is not in drama power is in words you sit in a place and you give a command and you give a decree and you say this one go and it goeth. this one comes and he cometh that's it this year you are going to speak you will speak to anything and everything glory to jesus you will speak i say you will speak I wanted to reserve this testimony for Sunday, but I'm giving it. You know, Pastor Bass told me, he said, a, a lady who is not even in our church, but she follows hard. There are people like that. She likes our church. And she was pregnant. And she, was, she needed to be delivered. But 
twins and one of the child was not lying well so pastor bass sent me a message and i replied she delivers dot 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 she delivers well the baby who was not lying down lied well the woman has delivered without operation without operation then he he also told me about another woman that's when i don't know she came the woman came to, 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 she, she had a big belly but the doctors will scan the, the stomach and say there's no child and the pastor said no there's a child inside in the name of Jesus go and give birth that woman too has given birth <laughs> <laughs> this year is the year of deliverance I say it's the year of deliverance your goose will be delivered your wealth will be delivered your gifts will be delivered your virtues will be delivered your abilities will be delivered hallelujah it seems to me that bible studies are lessons in power lessons of what yes so these people are talking evil spirits don't enjoy evil spirits talking it's a waste of time okay so don't say that, oh, man, I wish. No, no, no. It's a waste. Why? Why? You know, some people probably they thought they had the deliverance ministry. You know, we are, we are powerful people. And out of the experiences, they have even photographed demons. Like people who are convulsing or whatever it is. And they are written, you know, sometimes I even heard of somebody who has a frog because somebody vomited frog. They have put the frog in a, 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 in a vase all kinds of uh, collections and put them in a book one of them was going to print a book so he showed it to a minister and he said no you have a big church you have a nice public air condition why should you print a book to publicize the devil (laughs) let the devil pay his own bills write a book about Jesus Don't, 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 don't put devils in books that let the devil pay his own bills we won't publish books about him no more of jesus more of receiving fullness no that is what we want to know the spirits are afraid of him i know thee who thou art the holy one of god i'm saying don't enjoy devil talking to you don't be engaged in the devil's conversation. 30 minutes. Even 15 minutes is too long. 5 minutes is even too long. Let the devil understand that you are not here to talk with him. His words are foul. It's a foul smell to you. You don't want to hear it. So you can choose the kind of ministry you have. Where you have devils talk to you or you, or you silence them. It's a choice. Is what? Choice. Why is that when a president goes somewhere, you don't hear gunshots? You have silenced them before they came. If you like, show up. That is the level we must walk in. Not fire for fire all the time. No? Then something must be wrong. 
And Jesus rebuked him saying, Hold your peace and come out of him. No more stories. And when the devil had thrown him in the midst, he had no choice. He came out of him and hurt him not. Jericho will listen to you when you shout with the voice of triumph. Jericho will listen. Your Jericho will listen. So here's the point, brothers and sisters. Self-doubt does not change what the enemy knows about us. It's a waste of our time. Neither does it change what God says about us. So on both sides, it does not change. Satan's knowledge of us does not change because of your self-doubt. He knows it. He only gets an advantage of you. And God does not, the, God does not run to edit his word because you were shaking. So now, you know, my son is shaking. Let us change the word of God. It is no more greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. It is now greater is he that is in the world than he that is in you. No, no, no. It is still the same. All the time that you were crying, all the time you thought God had forsaken you, it was still written, I will never leave you nor forsake you, that you may know that the Lord is my helper. Praise God. So we are only victims for our doubts. We are only victims for our doubts. Now come back to Joshua chapter 2. So we are leaving the fear of the heathen. Now we are coming to the justification of the heathen. Verse 12. Now therefore I pray you, swear unto me by the Lord, since I have showed you kindness, that you will also show kindness unto my father's house and give me a true token. Now as you read downwards, is the whole story of this strange woman that society even despises. Now, I'm using that word intentionally, instructively. Justification of the heathen. You see, when we say a heathen, a people who don't know God. A people who are idolaters. They are nobodies. They have no share in the, the kingdom of God. When Paul writing to the Corinthians, he said that such were some of you. Heathen, that is their identity. You see, don't be surprised at the things that you see in the world. Ten commandments was not given to the whole world. It was given to a particular nation. It is by civilization and development we want to now inculcate some of these things into our societies like it is not good to kill it's not good we, we got it from something divine you know something of god it's not it's not something that is of us that is why you see us going back we kill unborn children because that is us. Heathen. Very soon there will be a law that if you kill your wife, no problem. 
Heathens can do anything. In medical history, for instance, I read that if a doctor was not able to cut a boil well among the heathen, they will cut your two hands. If I'm not able to do operation well, they will cut your hand, your two hands. And if the, 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 the patient is a slave, they will spare you and then you buy another slave for the owner. But if it's not a slave, it's an original person. <laughs> Heathens. Look at what happened around us a few years back. Civil war in Sierra Leone or so. People were, were, were maiming people and giving it nicknames. Short hand, short sleeve, long sleeve. When they cut your wrist away, they call it short, long sleeve. When they cut here, it is short sleeve. That is heathen. Abortion is heathenism. You see, you may not know justification until you know the, the evil of the heathen. You may not value it. Sometimes people are holding World Cup trophy. The captain itself of the team and the 11 members of the 22 members, they understand it more than the people are jubilating in the country. The fouls they have collected, all kinds of training and discipline. That's why they are the ones we parade in town. And then the rest will stand by the roadside because the differences in experience is clear so this is it and then among the heathen Rahab is picked because there were many kinds of characters in, in, in Jericho but Rahab is picked as the best specimen for justification everybody understands where her lot is Everybody condemns it. It's like the lowest of the lowest. But our God is able to bring the lowest of the lowest to become the highest of the highest. The highest of the highest. So what does that tell us? The first lesson to learn is that in God, nothing comes to us by works. Nothing. Or else Rahab would not have made it. Poor Rahab. How could he, she, have made it? Nothing comes to us by works. Not salvation, not righteousness, not sanctification, not spiritual gifts, not miracles. Galatians 3.5, Paul said that he that worked miracles among you, does he do it by the hearing of, by the law, all by the hearing of faith. So, we learn by justification of the heathen, of which Rahab is the, is, the, is the best specimen, that you can't lay claim to whatever God has on the basis of your own rights. You can't lay claim. Because Rahab did not qualify. Did she qualify? Yes. If anybody should be saved in Jericho, it should be a fine girl. The kind of a Mary. 
Even Mary understood that it is favor she has found from the Lord. Listen, it's not all virgins who give birth to saviors. It was a favor. May the Lord show you favor. It's not all people who attended a certain college that make it in life. It's not all people who live in a certain nation that make it in life. So that you will know that it is not of him that will it, nor of him that run it. But it is of God that showed what? Mercy. Hannah said, for by strength shall no man prevail. It's an immortal statement. And what is faith? It is beholding another instead of yourself. Looking unto Jesus. You see? Rahab had to look outside of herself. There was no merit of deliverance in her own self. Even Abraham, he had to look outside of himself. Romans chapter 4, verse 19. Romans 4, 19. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. He did not consider his rights. And he did not have. When he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. There is no saving merits in our work. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 tells us, For by grace are we saved, not of works, lest any man should boast. It is the gift of God. Ephesians chapter 2, 8 and 9. By grace you are saved through faith. I'm that I'm in that number saved by grace. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So what we must know is that I mean it's not it's not wrong to do good per se, but it won't save you. So so far as you hang on to your rights, you are disqualified. Because all things come to us by faith. Amen. By faith. And Rahab, I said, is the best specimen of justification. He's, she is divinely chosen. It is not, it is not, she is not an accident in the story in scripture. No, she is, she is placed there by God. She is chosen by God for a lesson of faith to the heathen. That your worst can become your best. Your worst can become what? Your worst can become what? This year, I see the best. The best. Hebrews 11.31 And when I'm going to show you 12 must know things about our justification by faith. 12 must know things. Hebrews 11, 31. By faith. Everybody say by faith. You see, don't worry about where you see works coming into this faith in. What he's saying, we will talk about that. You see? Because to him much is forgiven 
he loves much. The right response to the grace of God will be a life of worship. No doubt about it. So we understand. But then, the door of faith is what opens justification. You into ju- opens justification for you. So Hebrews eleven thirty one by faith the harlot Rahab and the Bible puts it there. Listen, when reference is made to your past, don't worry, it holds no water. It holds what? Paul the injurious, Paul the this, Paul the that. It is going nowhere. So he was a bad boy. He's not a bad boy now. So what will you do? He perished not with them. For God so loved the world that whosoever believed on him should not perish. She perished not with them that believed not. So you see, faith is the issue here. Faith is what drew the line between those who perished and those who did not perish. I mean, Jericho, what was the matter with them? They could have been saved. Thousands of them. But they chose not to believe. Perhaps they were trusting in their own might and strength for salvation. These walls of Jericho, oh man, nobody can break it. They were trusted in themselves and God broke it. Yes. What do you trust in tonight? Do you trust in your finances? I was shocked to see the list of banks that have collapsed. I was not reading news, so I didn't know what was going on. I thought they were still existing. About 15 to 25 in this country. Amazing. I hope your money is not in any one of them. <laughs> Lay to yourself treasures in heaven above. Can you say amen? amen? They are gone. This bank, gone, 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 gone too soon. <laughs> the banks are no more. We don't trust in certain things. Twelve must know things about justification by faith. Number one, justification is deliverance from death to life. Rahab understands that. That is Joshua chapter 2, verse 14. She understood it because she was saved alive, according to the word of God. Joshua 2, 13. And that ye will save alive my father and my mother and my brethren and my sisters and all they that have and deliver our lives from death that is justification from death to life from what from death to life from death to life from death to life so before justification you that is your domain death and then when you are justified, now you are into life. Romans chapter 5, verse 18. Romans 5, 18. Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, death, even so by the righteousness of one, of one the free gift came upon all men 
unto justification of what? Life. Justification of what? Why do you have an entitlement to life? Because I am what? Justified. Amen. I am justified. Praise God. Justification. It is clearance from condemnation. Clearance from condemnation. That's justification. Number two, justification is God's life for yours. Oh, think about that. God's life for mine? Yes. You see, you are not justified just like that. There is a substitution. That is why you are justified. Joshua chapter 2 verse 14. Joshua 2 14. And the men answered her, our life for yours. <laughs> That's justification. Our life for what? Now this is not just this in the New Testament of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Not just the two men talking to you, our life for yours. They don't say they were afraid for their life. This is God saying, my life for yours. My life for yours. Brothers and sisters, in justification, we have the life of God. My life for yours. My life for yours. He became our life that we might become his life. Justification. Justification. Don't play with Christian doctrine. You are underplaying, you are downplaying power. You see? Don't think power comes from jumping and screaming and shaking your head. And drumming, you know, just whipping your emotions. Settle down to hear the word of God clearly, distinctly. Because faith, which overcometh the world, it comes by hearing. You come to church, you don't want to hear anything. It is the preaching time you do your sleeping time. You are amazing. A preacher defined preaching. He said, preaching is the fine act of talking in somebody else's sleeping. <laughs> that, means that is when people are just sleeping and you are talking. But no, we are not sleeping. If somebody is sleeping, then you are not justified. <laughs> well, I'm just pulling you. The preacher says, those who sleep, you are not justified. Justification is God's life for yours. God's life for yours. Romans 8, 32. See, Joshua, Romans. Joshua, Romans. I think Joshua is the equivalent of Romans in the Old Testament. <laughs> Joshua 8, 32. Life, our, his life for ours. He that spared not his own son. That's what happens in justification. But delivered him up for us all. How shall he not also with him freely give us all? What do you want this year? Bring your case. Justification is the head that pulls the trailer of all goose. Bring your case. How shall he not also with him freely give us all things? That's it. A life without a future is giving a life with a future. See that? The future of Israel 
the seed of Abraham, the life of the seed of Abraham becomes the life of Rahab. But that is a lie. No wonder she had a place in the lineage of Jesus. The future of the Son of God becomes my future. His life, my life. His life, my life. Please think, think down to practical things. Don't hold up something abstract in your mind and be pious with it and be religious. God doesn't have time for religion. He is saving real people. And the way he's saving us is by this word of truth. That the life of a son, now listen to me. What kind of life do you think Jesus has? Wretched? Poor? Broken? No, his life for your life. 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 Amen. Justification. The future of the Son of God becomes my future. Number three, justification is the graveyard of all disadvantages against you. All. People have not understood it yet. Titus 3, 7. Not by works of righteousness which you have done, but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Justification is the graveyard of all disadvantages against you. It could be a racial disadvantage, a cultural disadvantage, a behavioral disadvantage. Joshua 6, 23. Joshua chapter 6, verse 23. And the young men that were spies went in and brought out Rahab. You see? The, she was disadvantaged in that she, she was going to die. But justification swallowed up that disadvantage. They brought out Rahab, her father, her mother. There was a racial disadvantage. They were heathens. They were not Jews. Listen, in God's world, you don't do well by race. You do well by justification. You see, at the foot of the cross or in Christ, all those lines are they don't exist i'm white you are blue black green yellow who cares you are red and going to hell with your redness amen you better be just a follower you are finished so the young men that were spies went in and brought out rehab and a father and a mother and a brethren and all that she had oh may our whole family join us in this business and they brought out all her kind that were disadvantaged and left them without the camp of Israel. So God gives a bailout from all these things by justification. It's not a religious ticket. It's a life ticket. Justification is a life ticket. It is not a subject of inquiry for theologians. Which means nothing to us. It's in the book. Systematic theology, justification by faith. And so what? God is saving real people. It is, listen, justification is the joy of common people. Common, as common as rehab. Common because all have sinned 
and come short of them. That is our commonness. We have all sinned. And yet, in justification, we see rest in peace to all our sins and justification and, and disadvantages. Can you say amen? amen? Number four, justification is grace rewrites my story. You have been singing it. Believe it. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 13. Grace rewrites my story. First Timothy 1.13 Who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. Grace has rewritten my story. And he's no more that. Elsewhere now he says that I am now an apostle, a preacher and a teacher. Rahab too is singing in the choir. Amen. Rahab. It's amazing. Amazing grace. Justification is greater things are still to come. How many things are still to come? What kind of things? Now listen. I'm not just using words. Rahab can become a great ancestor of Jesus Christ. That is greater things. <laughs> greater things are still to come. Rahab managed. Now, number one, Rahab was not a Jew. So he was nowhere near becoming even a fellow citizen with Jesus, not alone a grand, great grandmother. But justification realigned her. Praise God. Your justification will answer for your children. Justification is I am not done. I am not what? I'm not done. You are not done because you write at the back of your car. I'm not that. You know, nobody can finish me. Nobody can do this. That is not how you, 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 you say you are not done. That is not how you... you, you. The, the, the way... <laughs> the way to show that you are not done is to be justified. Right? If even you, you square with, with people, what about God? What will you do when you meet God? Because you are not justified. What if God begins to ask you one or two questions like he asked Job? <laughs> How will you answer? Justification, number seven, is my doorway to glory. Let the door open. It's my doorway to what? Romans 8.30 Romans 8.30 Moreover, whom he did predestinate, then we also called, and whom he called, then we also justified, and whom he justified, then we also what? Well, you also what? The way of glorification is justification. You 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 become a candidate for glory by justification. Look at Rahab. What a low key she used to play in life. A harlot, now a, an ancestor of Jesus Christ. Then he justified, he also what? Glorified. Hallelujah. 
I am among the glorified. He glorified. Justification is no charge. No charge. Romans 8.33. No charge. No charge. And Isaiah 50 verse 8. No charge. Number nine, justification is Christ making intercession for you any day, any time. That's justification. When you are justified, the minister is praying for you, not against you. Don't build a case against yourself. It's in this book. Read it. I read my own before coming. I was amazed. It has not changed. Everything in it has not changed since the day we printed it. Thanks be to God. Praise God. Justification is persuasion for triumph. Persuasion. Romans 8, 37. I am persuaded. You see, if nothing could persuade you that you will triumph, justification should. Say, be behind you, I me persuade you. Say, you will make it. Justification should persuade you. No prayer. Justification should persuade you. In the court of justice, appeal to justification settles our case for triumph. When you say, I appeal to justification, that's it. Once and for all. Therefore, the justified should never think like victims. Don't think like victims. We are sitting down here. Can I tell you who is rich? It's not who has whatever in his account. Riches is here. Your thoughts. As a man thinking, so we see. You think strength. You think acceptance, not rejection. Are there no rich people commit suicide? You think glory. Number 11. Justification is the first Christian talk of boldness. Your first. See, there are levels of language in as a Christian, but it is your first talk of boldness. In sanctification, we talk bold. Yes. In, in, in being filled with the Holy Ghost, we even talk bolder. But in justification, it's our first language of boldness. First. We have received the spirit of adoption, but we cry bold. We talk bold. It's our first language of what? Boldness. I'm justified. Not condemned. I'm going somewhere. Before you even speak in tongues, which is another level. Before sanctification, which is another level, the prince of this world coming has nothing in me. I'm the holy habitation of God. Before all of that, there is a first, your, 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 your first alphabet of boldness. Listen, a Christian must talk, and when you talk, you must talk bold. Your Christian language, you, you listen. We speak boldness. We speak what? Christian don't speak Chinese. 
and they don't speak English, they speak what? Boldness. And the speaking is our first language of boldness. Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. You, yes, he's mine. Jesus is mine. He's mine. He is mine. Amen. I know who I am because the I am tells me who I am. First language of what? Boldness. Choristers, you must be very bold. Because the songs you sing, it must take boldness to sing them. Let the devil come to your house and say that you are very bold. You have not forgotten your songs. When they knock at your door, say, Oh, did you say you know who you are? No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know who I am. I sang it in church, but I don't know who I am. I'm just singing. <laughs> I was just singing. No, we know. Praise God. And finally, it's almost like 11, but let it stand on its own. It is good. Justification is my first shout of triumph. <laughs> my what? My first shout of triumph. Justification. There are shouts in the faith. The shout of the king, it picks up from our justification. That's it. Israel was triumphing everywhere because God had just loved them, as it were, justified them. You know, they were nobody. God just found Abraham and said, that's it. You are a prince. Begin to triumph. That was it. They were not baptized in the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Ghost, nothing. Just that. Their father Abraham was justified by faith. And they became a terror to nations. I see you conquering. Listen, in this message is your life. In this message is what? Your future is inside. It's inside. When, 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 you, when you make it, it's different from the rest who say they have made it. There are, there are different differences in I've made it. If your house is in Jericho, how have you made it? <laughs> By the time we shout seven times, you won't have a house. <laughs> you better have a house where we have it. Praise God forevermore. Let the justify stand on your feet tonight. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God bless you for listening to this message today. Visit us on Facebook at GTTI Page Today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. And remember, the future belongs to us, we believe.